0: President Trump's 2019 State of the Union will be like nothing we've ever seen before. The president's address to the country comes weeks after a crippling government shutdown and with another one looming on the horizon. And he'll give tonight's address with his fiercest rival, Speaker Nancy Pelosi, sitting right over his shoulder. This is TikTok, I'm David Myers. Joining us now is Bloomberg's Washington bureau chief, Craig Gordon, who will be co-hosting TikTok's coverage of the president's address tonight on Twitter. Thanks for joining us today, Craig. Sure thing. So how high is the bar for the president tonight?
1: You know, I actually don't think it's that high at all. Um, (laughs) I think uh, people have a somewhat diminished view of the current president. There is definitely, uh, the polls suggest he's at his lowest uh, point in the approval ratings. There was a poll last week having him at about 34%. Um, And I think people know Donald Trump's all-time strength is not giving sort of canned speeches in front of large audiences. If this were a big, uh, you know, campaign-style, make America great again rally, then maybe people would be looking for kind of something more from Trump, but I I think these are things where he sort of of gets through it. Um, the thing I'll be watching for is whether he does any of the famous sort of Trumpian ad-libbing. <laughs> Obviously, a speech like this is hashed out for weeks at a time, even though he was supposed to deliver it last week. I'm sure they'd been working on it literally for several weeks, if not months off and on. Um, but Trump is known to to kind of think he can do better than his own speechwriter. <laughs> so sometimes he uh, he sort of veers from the prepared text. And that's when it could get interesting, because uh, as we all know, we're, we are, the government has been re- open, but we are just about 10 days away from the next shutdown deadline. And uh, I would not be shocked if uh, Donald Trump tries to negotiate the deal right from the podium. So we'll be watching for that
0: tonight. You know, and at the center of that shutdown debate is border security and the immigration. And are we expected to see, hear a lot about that tonight? Is that is that going to be the, the crux of the president's speech?
1: I suspect that more words will be said about that one single topic than any other individual topic um, when Trump delivers the speech tonight. You know, these these... Speeches tend to be a bit of a laundry list where they have to touch all the different bases, and even Trump has kind of hewed to that um, tradition in his his past thing, where you'll hear about Afghanistan and Syria and opioids and HIV and all this different stuff. But I would not be surprised if border security sort of is was sort of the the centerpiece of the speech. What's interesting, I think, coming into today, we thought we had a, a bit of a will he or won't he? Will he declare a national emergency mm-hmm. to, you know, force a way to find the funding to build the wall, the 5.7 billion that the Democrats don't want to give him. A lot of the indications out of the White House as of now are that he's not going to do that. Um, now, again, Donald Trump's famous for changing his mind in the car ride up uh, Pennsylvania Avenue to the Capitol, so uh, you know, I'm not going to make any final bets on this. But a lot of the body language, a lot of the signaling out of the White House um, on today's speech day is he's not going to do that. Now, why wouldn't he do that? It seems like a very easy out for him. He gets this, he could find the money somewhere in the massive trillion dollar you know federal budget. He could probably come up with five billion somewhere. Well, the reason is because the Republicans in the Senate have told them don't do it. Um, mm-hmm. You know, this is one of those things that where prerogative comes into play. Senators think they get to actually write policy, and the Congress proposes, and the President disposes. And they're saying, Donald Trump, you don't get to you don't get to allocate the money just all by yourself. We we have a voice in that, and if you try to do it, it could get ugly.
0: If the border and building the wall is going to be a main part of tonight's address, what do we expect the tone of the dress to be? Do we expect it to reach across the aisle or do we expect it to be my way or the highway?
1: Yeah, I mean on the border I think it's going to be a lot more my way or the highway. Um and I honestly I think this would be a challenge for Trump. I mean look, the border he has he has single-handedly tried to make the border border security, illegal immigration, um, the dangers of that to the country's to the country's economy, again, a centerpiece of his presidency in a sense. It's how it's one of the main reasons he got to the White House. He pro- he promised to build a wall. The wall isn't built. His, the clock is ticking. He'll be running again in 2020 presumably and without a wall, he you know, people could to fairly say, hey, you, that was the one main thing you promised that you couldn't get it done. so sort of like, what the heck? So I think he sort of lashed himself to this issue. The, the problem for Trump is that I don't know that there's too many new ways to say it. Um, I mean, he's talked a lot about the human tragedy. Um, he talks a lot about you know women being abused in these caravans and, and sort of human slavery, that kind of thing, sex trafficking, all this sort of thing. Does it happen at the border? I suppose it happens some, maybe a little bit, not quite as much as Trump says, but he's gone that route. He's gone the crime route. He's gone the economy route, you know, the kind of the old fashioned, they're stealing our jobs. There's, I don't know how many more different ways he can think up to say, I think we need to build a wall to keep America safe that he hasn't said already. And I actually think that's probably one of the bigger challenges for his speech writers uh, in putting together the speech is to, it's what he wants to talk about. I just don't know what new he could say
0: about it. And, of course, this is the president's address, Craig, but, you know, there's no doubt millions of people will be closely watching House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, who will be sitting right behind the president tonight. Does her presence change the mood or change things for the president tonight?
1: Yeah, I think it's one of the. I think it's going to be one of the great storylines of the of the evening. Honestly, because look, we we. It's pretty well known they don't much like each other. Um, I, I think Nancy Pelosi has not forgotten the fact that Hillary Clinton got three million more votes than Donald Trump. Probably doesn't think much of him as a president. We certainly know uh, Trump will sort of. Occasionally make sort of respectful noises Toward Nancy Pelosi But he's pretty, he's pretty mad at her right now that, that she won't kind of fold on the wall So I actually think this will be One of the great sort of subplots of the speech there will be the words that are being spoken And the proposals and the laundry list But there'll actually be that human interaction Between these two incredibly powerful leaders One literally sitting behind him Staring at him And look, Nancy Pelosi's smart She knows the cameras on her the whole time Because she's in the shot with, with Trump So, you know, do we see some eye rolling? Do we see some rumphing? I, you know, I don't know. I don't know how you play it if you're Nancy Pelosi, but I'm sure she's got a few tricks up her sleeve, and that—that's the person I'll be watching in a lot of ways more than Donald Trump himself.
0: And it's not only behind the president uh, that will be new to him today, from his other two joint sessions of Congress speeches, but it's gonna be the people in front of him, the—the the audience in the House chamber. It's just vastly different than he's used to, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I mean, look, you know, the, the you know people say elections matter, and the, the last election mattered. 40 forty-some odd new House members, a lot of women, uh, some some ethnic minorities there, some folks that had not been very well represented in the in the House and in the Senate. Um, they'll all be arrayed sort of in front of him there. A lot of folks, obviously, a tradition also has become bringing guests. So different, you know, Trump is bringing some guests that mm-hmm. signify the border fight and the opioid crisis. Some of the House members are there is a, a move afoot of women's rights and sort of dressing in whites. Suffragette White, you'll see some of that tonight So, yeah, I mean, again, I think Donald Trump is used to speaking to Sort of raucous and, and, and somewhat Adoring crowds, and, and that is certainly not What he's doing here tonight, and He's got to be careful, and honestly, they have to be careful We all remember some years ago uh, A Republican congressman shouting, you lie at, at Barack Obama, I think a lot of people Thought that was pretty pretty big breach Of decorum, it, it is a, a respectful Setting, it's the, the people's house there Where the president's speaking, the president deserves Respect, the members of Congress deserve respect. You know, let, let's all sort of have a good night together. So again, I, I think it could be a somewhat tense atmosphere in that room. Um, and we'll have to see if everybody can behave themselves.
0: Let's get back to the speech itself, what the president will actually say. And let's uh, let's hit on domestic issues. What else are we expecting to hear from President Trump?
1: I think some of the headlines you'll see tomorrow morning is we are very much expecting an announcement on HIV. Um, Donald Trump is going to um, propose steps that would end the spread of HIV AIDS in America by 2030. He's actually getting... This has been something they kind of rolled out earlier this week. That he's getting a lot of good marks on that. People remember George W. Bush. A lot of Democrats didn't much care for George W. Bush, but credit him greatly with all the the PEPFAR program, the AIDS program he did in Africa. There, that was kind of one of his legacies. Trump, you know, sort of going down some of that same road. It's pretty hard to argue with uh, that kind of an effort. And I think he would get, he might get some good marks for that. I know uh, the opioid crisis is, on, is going to be on his mind tonight. Um, the Congress has already allocated something like eight billion dollars to fight this problem. I think you might hear some new stuff from Trump tonight you might also hear some things on drug pricing uh they actually announced last week a big move that would end rebates to these um these people who are sort of the middle the middleman in drug in drug transactions or drug you know pr- prescription drug dealing um and that Trump made a pretty bold step to try to eliminate those. A lot of people think that's a big reason the costs are so high. I'm sure he'll talk about that tonight, again, getting some, some decent marks on that one, too. So, again, these are, you know, obviously these are all really important issues, HIV, the opioid crisis, mm-hmm. prescription drug pricing, what we all pay for when we go to the drugstore. I don't know if these are first-tier issues in our State of the Union, but I think these are the kind of, you know, these are some easy victories that he can, he can lodge tonight, even as he probably comes out of a speech, not really moving the ball an inch on, on the border, uh, the border crisis with the Democrats who are still pretty dug in.
0: You know, the president has made headlines you know, over the past year when it comes to foreign policy issues. Um, what do we expect to hear tonight on things like Syria, Afghanistan, North Korea, and maybe even Venezuela?
1: Um, we had thought we might actually get the date and the location of the North Korea summit, um, the second summit with uh, Kim Jong Un. We're, we're hearing end of February, probably the last week of February, uh, somewhere in Vietnam, maybe da Nang Hanoi. I, it's possible Trump may actually just announce that tonight from the podium. It's a bit of an unusual venue to do that, but it, again, it's a way to get a, get a bit of a headline and get get a little notice for the speech. That seems to be moving forward. He's talking about pairing that with a meeting with uh, President Xi from uh, China. So that would be obviously a, a huge, hugely important foreign policy trip into into Asia that that part of the world you might hear that the Syria thing is tricky for him to talk about because Pretty much every single person that works for him has come out and said, uh, Donald Trump said, we can pull the troops out of Syria because ISIS is defeated almost everybody of, with bars on the shoulder that works for Donald Trump has said that's not true, It just including this morning when the head of central command who runs the troop, you know, runs the military operations in that region said, they're on the run, they're diminished, but they're not defeated, and if we leave, they, they could come back. Um, his, his intelligence chief said that last week. Other generals have said that too. So I, I don't know if he tries to clean up his answer on that a little bit and say, okay, OK, OK, maybe they're not defeated, but, you know, we got him on the run, and I'm setting X date for us to try to get out of Syria. I think you'll hear something about Afghanistan tonight. Trump mm-hmm. was very impatient to pull the troops out of Afghanistan. I think he got talked out of that one. I think the, the generals won in that argument. We may hear an argument from him uh, about getting out, and then Venezuela is obviously a hugely important um, topic. Uh, you know, the, the Trump administration has taken really dramatic steps, I think, it's it's almost gotten lost in all the other stories that are going on right now, but they essentially have recognized Recognized as the leader of a foreign country, the person who's not the president, not Maduro, but the, the Guaido. And that, I mean, they've just designated him to be the new leader of this country. There wasn't an election. It's just the United States said so. Other countries have joined it. Uh, we believe Guaido's representative in the United States will be sitting with Senator Marco Rubio from Florida tonight. He's been very active in the Venezuela issue. So for a lot of Americans, I don't know that's, a, again, like a, a, a front of mind issue. I think Donald Trump may try to educate them tonight about why he thinks it's so important for the United States to play such an active role in that country country.
0: When you think about the president's intended audience, whom he is actually speaking to, is this as much as an annual State of the Union address as it gets, or is this a chance for him to fire up his base with 2020 right around the corner?
1: Yeah, I mean, look, I think Donald Trump has figured something out that we all pretty much figured out on election night 2016, that there is a a fairly small but a hardy um, amount of people that will vote for him for president. Again, he didn't get all the, the, the popular vote, but he certainly won the states that matter, Michigan, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, Ohio, went down the line there. And those people are – mostly still with him, but are starting to drift away a little bit on, the, I think, the shutdown. He lost a little support. I think people, it, it didn't seem very presidential. It didn't seem like he was a leader. A leader gets solved problems. I mean, Donald Trump ran and won on the idea that I'm the only one that can fix Washington. I'm the one that can cut deals. He neither fixed Washington nor cut a deal in that, and we had a 30-some odd day shutdown. So I actually think a little bit of the shine is off on that argument that he's the one, the one guy that can sort of cut through the nonsense um, here in Washington. So, you know, to the extent a president is always speaking to the whole country, sure. The, you know, a lot of people tune into this. They kind of want to check in on politics between elections and see mm-hmm. and see how the guy's doing. But I think every time Donald Trump opens his mouth, it's really to try to hold tight to that to that um, majority that got him into the uh, into the White House the first time and to remind them of all the reasons they liked him in 2016 and that he's still there and he's still trying to fight the fights that they want and make America great again um, in 2020. So, you know, that's why State of the Union is, to me, it's a, it's a fascinating night. It can get a little rote. You know, if this was probably my 20th one I've covered, so maybe I'm not as excited as the very first one I ever <laughs> covered. But the fact is, it's a speech to the nation, it's a speech to your political base, it's a speech to your political enemies. They're all in the room together they're all staring each other down and and that's pretty high theater um with great consequence underneath where decisions get made uh the course of the country gets set so it's so it's a big night
0: craig thank you so much for joining us sure thing make sure to follow craig on twitter he's at d craig gordon and make sure to head over to tiktok tonight on twitter where craig and bloomberg's jason kelly will be co-hosting our coverage of tonight's address that's a TikTok for today. Thanks for listening, and please head on over to iTunes and let us know what you think. I'm David Myers. You can follow me on Twitter, at David F. Myers, and you can get all your updates 24-7 at TikTok.